Hello, awesome people. Welcome to Almost Nerdy. I'm Shalom. And I'm Courtney. And on today's episode, we will be discussing Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. So awesome. Or should I say Grindelwald? Bald. They said it like Bald. that in the movie. <laughs> we should be cultured. <laughs> True. Um, we actually took a lot of time to prepare our two sentence summary. So get ready for a showdown. So before we start our two sentence summary showdown, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know there are spoilers ahead. So if you do not want to spoil this movie, and I definitely <laughs> suggest that you go see it, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, I think you would love it. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen anymore because guess what? We are going to spoil it. Wee wee wee. Okay. <laughs> You've been warned. You've been warned. I'm doing my two-sentence summary. Yes. Grindelwald escapes prison and starts wooing followers to his cause. Uh Dumbledore refuses to fight him and instead sends Newt Scamander on a mission to save Credence. Wow. Thanks. Very comprehensive. You, You told the story. Which is hard. That was it was a pretty twisty story. So that was really hard. So I went the opposite way. I decided to entertain than actually go (laughs) with the story. (laughs) What is your two sentence summary? So here's my two sentence summary. Grindelwald and Dumbledore have a falling out. Grindelwald seeks to stir a crowd while Dumbledore brings his friends around. You just like rhyming. (laughs) People like rhymes. Like you rhyme. like rhymes. I do. I do. Lots of people like comprehensive yes, summaries. That's true. That is true. That is true. People want to know what's going on. But they also like it when things rhyme. So please vote for who you think did a better job. We're going to be putting it on our Instagram story. So if you go on to the Happy Hipsters Instagram, you will be able to vote on our page. I have a good feeling about this one. I think I won. I don't know. I think I won. I, I think, think I won. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stack I'm gonna vote from Zimmy's Instagram. <laughs> I'm gonna go onto our dog's Instagram and vote for myself on our story. <laughs> and I'm gonna vote on my in- personal Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's oh what gosh. I'm gonna do. <laughs> I think it's time to move on to the nerd meter. Yes it is. Yes it is. So what is the nerd meter for today? The nerd meter this week uh-huh. is rating the movie mm-hmm. from one to I own all the Deathly Hollows. Wow. wow. So how would you rate the movie, Shalom, based on one to ten? Ten being mm. I own all the Deathly Hollows. Okay. I am death. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's dramatic. <laughs> I don't think death in the Deathly Hollows sounded like that. He, how do you know that? I don't know. I just have a feeling. Yeah, but it was a cartoon. We so went to Harry Potter know. world and he didn't sound like that. He didn't speak. Exactly. No, but then like I can imagine him having a deep voice. Okay. So what number is that equivalent for? That would be a nine. Wow. Yeah. A nine. Mm-hmm. So that would be a nine. I would rate it. Mm. As I have owned all the Deathly Hollows, but individually. So in my possession, I've had each one, but I've never had them all at the same time. Wow. So that's like an eight. I would give it an eight. eight. 
Wow. Yeah, so the critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes is 39%, but the audience wow. score is 73%. And for a fantasy movie, fantasy movies I don't feel like usually get great okay. audience ratings. I think okay. that it's that pretty sense. like niche market. So yeah, that makes sense. I'm not too surprised that I got a 73%, but that's still mm. pretty good. That's really good, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it a, a lot of things make sense from those scores, um, but I totally disagree with the critics yeah they're just i think they're not potter heads personally they're not i like that potter heads oh potter heads well for real though i think i think that in order for this movie to make sense to you you mm-hmm. really had to be familiar with your harry potter canon true like you had to know yeah like i i basically instantly knew the second that they were in that safe house in paris right. and i saw the old man walk in i was like oh that's nicholas Flamel." like mm. done i knew it immediately right. because i just know harry potter that well mm. like when you're someone like me who's read the books through mm. about a million times yeah you just know things and i yeah. think that if you are not that kind of person i think mm. that you would be lost like i know i was whispering things into your ear like you the were. whole movie yeah basically yeah and you could notice like i mean the, there was a kid was in front of us who really um who kind of really knew knew everything that was happening yeah. and and there were times when he would say something out loud and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. He knows he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I think if you don't know the canon, I think it would be very confusing for you. Yes. Yeah. So speaking about canon, just some of the important things to get everybody on the same page. So the Dumbledores are a prominent wizarding family. And we yeah. learn this in the Harry Potter books just kind of through Rita Skeeter and through some other people who knew the family. So Ariana, who was the sister, Albus Dumbledore's sister. Right. She was caught doing magic by muggles. Mm. And these boys attacked her, leaving her both emotionally and physically scarred. Right. And this could have left her to manifesting an Obscurus. Mm. Now, they don't call it that in the book, mm. but based on the Fantastic Beasts... The first one, you can kind of assume that she probably, that's probably what happened to her. Oh, wow. So then Dumbledore's dad mm-hmm. attacks the muggles and he's sent to Azkaban for it. Mm. This is when they moved to Godric's Hollow. Mm. Albus was the most gifted student ever at Hogwarts. Right. So they talk about him being a prefect. They talk about him being head boy. He's just right. so smart. He's like yeah. on his way basically to glory. Okay. So he is he graduates and he's ready to go on what he calls a grand tour. Whatever that <laughs> means. But I mean I guess when you're eighteen you come up with these ideas. <laughs> he's gonna go on this grand tour with one right. of his friends. Uh-huh. But the trip doesn't happen because Ariana actually ends up killing their mom. In a magical outburst. So now Mm. Albus is in charge of the family. And he won't let um, Aberforth, he won't let him not go to school. So he's at home just taking care of Ariana now. Right. And like you can imagine, like I think that would be a lonely place for someone who's like highly intelligent, looks like he's on his way to becoming, you know, just super powerful. And then now he's like in charge of a family. Wow. You know? That's intense. So I think that is what really led him to become so close with Grindelwald. That's mm. when he meets Grindelwald and they start like sharing ideas 
about wizards being dominant over muggles mm. and again due to ariana's condition where she was right. beat up by muggles and that's the reason why see she why was he would yeah see it that way you can see yeah. that um but they also love the idea of the deathly hollow so that's when they kind of mm. become obsessed with that so albus and grindelwald decide that they are going to take on a grand tour now <laughs> it's stuck on the grand tour idea <laughs> and before they fall and they wanted to also follow through on their plans of having wizard dominance mm. over you know mm. muggles and that's when aberforth intervenes this leads to a three-way duel where ariana dies she was in the wow. room and no one knows who which curse hit her but they do know, like, Albus basically blames himself for it. And Grindelwald disappears. So, so, so Albus's brother intervenes yeah. to stop them from to going. To stop them from going, trip. which leads wow. to a three-way duel. And wow. in during that duel, Ariana gets hit and she dies. Wow. So she's just an innocent bystander. Right. And Albus blames himself. And this incident yeah. basically leaves... Yeah. leads him to believe that he is too powerful and that he can't be trusted with his own power. Wow. He is asked to be the minister of magic several times and he turns mm. it down because he just, yeah. that moment is when he realizes like power can corrupt mm. and it's just not cool. So he becomes a teacher. Yeah. So he becomes a teacher. Wow. So this is where, yeah. Yeah. So this is where I think things get really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, the first Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them happened in 1926. Okay. This movie happens in 1927. Mm. Dumbledore meets Tom Riddle at the orphanage in 1938. Wow. The Chamber of Secrets is opened for the first time in 1943. And the wow. duel between Dumbledore and Grindelwald happens in 1945. J.K. Rowling has already told us that the films, it's going to be a five film series. Okay. And it's going to take place over 19 years. Wow. Wow. So. So they're literally like just playing it out. They're just playing it out. So okay. I think that we are going to see. And she had also at one point on Twitter, she had um, hinted at if she, if her fans wanted, would we want to see a Voldemort like story origin story mm. would we want to see would we mm. want to see these origin stories and i think she found a way to put them all together wow so she found a way to just to, cover those to years create, to have the origin story of um, everyone basically of everyone and just basically just put them all in one yeah series yeah which is awesome i think i think what she's doing is awesome yeah yeah are we going to talk a little bit about like kind of the, the issues, kind of the, those touchy points? Because obviously this has been very, a very controversial movie. Probably the most controversial this year in terms of just different things that like people like were freak, freaking out about. Do you want to want to walk us through that a little bit so we can? Yeah, definitely. Chat. I think so. I think there were two things up front that okay. happened. Uh -huh. The very first thing was. There was a controversy over um, over Johnny Depp playing yeah. Grindelwald. Yeah. I keep saying Gris Grindelwald. That's how they say it Grindelwald. in the Harry Potter movies. And now that right. we've moved to Fantastic Beasts, suddenly they're like, Grindelwald. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, now I have to have a German they accent. All, they all had one accent in the, in the, you know, in the, in the movie. Yeah, but in they're all saying it that way now. <laughs> right. I think I think this movie has more kind of like countries mixed together. That's so true. They almost want to get it makes that right. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think so. One of the first things that came up was the casting of okay. Grindelwald, mm -hmm. 
And I think a lot of people just were not happy about the choice of yeah. of Johnny Depp. Yeah, Personally, I liked him. I thought he did a really good job. I was very impressed. Yeah. I was a little worried that he was going to bring his like weird vibe to it. But no, <laughs> he actually was just very like charming. I think mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. is how that character comes off. Mm-hmm. He comes off very sincere. Yeah. Very um yeah, yeah. very charming. Very controlled. Yeah. Um I I was impressed. I felt I felt the same way. I, I mean, uh, we were chatting with, with some friends today and they brought up another movie that he is a part of where he's really normal. So I haven't seen that. But when I went into the movie, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, okay. I was wondering if we we're going to see, you know, Captain Jack or like um, Matt, Matt Hatter or something like that. Or but, Willy Wonka. Yeah, or Willy Wonka. That whole like just crazy kind of vibe. But he had this like charming, like very like mature. I'm, I'll use the word mature because it, it was just like this this depth to the character that he brought, where he was just so good at 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 manipulating people mm-hmm. and and getting people to do what he wants. And he did it in such a subtle way, so much patience. And I feel like Johnny Depp just killed it so good. Like it was really good acting, really great. Um, execution of you know wording and timing um i felt everything was awesome yeah i agree i really agree i liked him so then the second controversial thing mm-hmm. happened once they released that claudia kim would be playing nagini mm. and the controversy there was that people felt basically like jk rowling realized that her first film was very white and that right. she was basically trying to force diversity mm. into this one, mm. to this movie. Right. Which, which I get. I get yeah. that. And going in, I was kind of like, okay, like, you casted the snake as, like, the Asian woman. Like, is that a good mm. choice? Mm. But after watching the movie mm-hmm. and understanding a little bit more, it mm. does make sense. And she did defend herself on Twitter. Um, mm. She's being attacked. She's the always actor, attacked on the Twitter. Actor or J.K. Rowling? Both the actress and uh, J.K. Rowling. So J.K. Rowling got the idea of a woman turning into a snake mm. From like Asian folklore. Okay. It, it comes from there. From like mythology. From wow. that region of the world. Yeah. So she felt like it would be wrong to yeah. cast it as someone else. Mm. Um, mm. Because it only makes sense that it should, right. that, it should be from that part of the world. Sense. It does make sense. That makes total uh, sense. Yeah. So yeah. I think. I mean J.K. Rowling is a very smart person. Mm-hmm. I think she puts a lot of. You know, she puts a lot of thought into her into her plots, right. but yeah, I can I can see mm. being kind of annoyed about that, especially since we know where she ends up at, right. yes. which is basically a servant to Voldemort. Mm. But I would also argue with you, anyone who says that that she is his most precious possession. Yeah. Like he loves the snake more yeah. than he like loves people yeah so i also think that but then there is that whole like weird part about how like he survived by like drinking her milk which is like pretty weird but voldemort yeah. is just a weird character in He's general weird. so weird. i don't yeah. know how i feel about yeah. that yeah like i like to be honest with you like i'm like it makes so much sense that she took it from asian culture and she wanted it to fit you know she wanted it to make sense. Um, I'm talking about J.K. Rowling, like in 
in her like saying hey i got this from asian folklore so and i just wanted to just fully embrace mm. that storytelling and that culture and and i'm like that makes sense i i feel like i really feel like we're we're obviously living in very sensitive times about these issues but i i feel like she she has a good reason she's a very good reason to, to go in the direction that she did you cannot i don't think you can look at her and say hey she had some sinister you know kind of like imagery that she wanted to put out mm-hmm. in terms of you know being racist i don't think that's the case here i think she has very good reasoning and the fact that she you know stepped out to explain herself and the actress also stepped out to yeah. to defend that she she um, actually put out there to claudia kim that is yes said you know, don't judge the character before you watch the movie because once you see it in the movie, right, you're not like you're gonna be fine. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I haven't heard anybody criticize either one of those characters actually since the movie came out. Yes, they've yeah, been criticizing another part. Actually, <laughs> they've been criticizing McGonagall being in the movie, right? Which actually does not make sense because according to mm. The whole timeline. I think it's in the fifth book. Right. McGonagall says that she's been teaching at the school for 39 years. Right. So if you look at it that way and you know that she had been, you know that if you go backwards in time, Mm. basically she wouldn't have even been born yet. Right. So the fact that she is now like the actress who plays her is like in her 30s. So it's like, Mm. Mm. it's like, how did Mm. this happen? So mm. that I think is the biggest controversy right now. It's right, just like, oh, right. so is this a different timeline now? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm very convinced. I'm very convinced that it's a different McGonagall. I'm very convinced. Like that, someone related? Yeah, that's it's someone related. Like I'm really convinced that, that that's the case. Um, and I think that I, I almost, to be honest with you, like you know, like I almost suspect that they did that on purpose. I almost expect that, you know, because I feel like people are jumping to conclusions with so mm-hmm. many things about this movie, and and I'm 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 gonna speak as an outsider who does not know timelines or anything like that. I just I just in my mind as I was watching, I was like, this is a very smart movie. It's it's almost like watching, like I felt like I was watching Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch, like you know, and yeah. just how they they managed to just take you on this like journey where you could make your own conclusions and end up horribly wrong mm. and that's how i felt about this movie and i was like you know what like people shouldn't make conclusions right now i think that watch every movie watch watch them um follow the story and see what happens yeah i agree and i mean as i said there are going to be five of them like five we don't them. we don't know where we're going yet yeah i do wonder if it's because there aren't novels for us to follow do i think that jk rowling is naturally just a novelist i do i think she's probably a better novelist than a screenwriter Mm. um i think she's able to explain more i think she's able to explore more Mm. in in a book than she is a movie right so i do wonder if that's like part of the issue is that you know before as mm-hmm. fans, we had a book that we had all this other background knowledge and all these other other cool scenes right. coming in. Right. Like in the Harry Potter movies, you don't even have peeves at all. Mm. One of actually one of my favorite ever parts of the Harry Potter books is they have uh, he- nearly headless Nick has a has a 
has a death day party and it's just so funny and i love that and it didn't make it in the movies so it's like just knowledge like that of of things like that that you get from the books but you don't get from the movies yeah i do wonder if maybe fans are kind of missing that and like they wish they wish that instead it was a book right instead of movies right Right, and I don't think anyone will ever be satisfied by the movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, or at least fully satisfied. Yeah, you know, because I think I think that people people have these expectations where it's like, look, the the point of a movie is very different than a book. It's about you know story, like uh, you know uh, setup and delivery, setup and delivery. It's like, hey, here's the bad guy, here's the good guy, they're fighting. Here's the kind of like a, a bit of the story in the middle, and you, and then there's like, here's the ending, like the satisfactory ending, for, at least for the normal movies that I've watched, you know. And so there is this element about people wanting wanting the depth and 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 the character uh not not even just the character development but in terms of like you know let's talk about every single little detail but mm-hmm. no you don't have otherwise that's a documentary it's not a movie yeah and so and so people almost need to manage their expectations um about what a movie can do and the fact that she's doing five I think still manage expectations, but also watch. Let's watch. Let's watch and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, we got to see where we're going. Yeah, we got to see where you we're gotta, going. You got to trust it. Um, I would have to say though, I think the reason why I gave it an eight. Yeah. The reason I gave it an eight instead of a ten, and I've I've really been thinking about this because I'm like, why you know why do I not feel like this is like my favorite movie of all time. And right. again, I think with J.K. Rowling, I said this in the last podcast, uh-huh. what just about the first Fantastic Beast, mm-hmm. is you really need to pay attention, and it, that often means that you need to you need to watch it a few times. Right. Like in the case of the of the Harry Potter books, like you need to you need to read them a few times to mm-hmm. really like to see right. all the little things, to see the things that you missed the first time around. <laughs> yeah. um, there's, cause there's lots of little yeah. nuggets of knowledge in there that yeah. she leaves along the whole way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I feel like almost like we should have watched the movie twice before we did this <laughs> podcast, just because she's that type of writer where right. you need to see things twice. Yeah, um, she is, but I think it walked this fine line of being like, so fast paced that it was confusing almost Mm. like i just felt like it moved it was very quick it was a very Mm. quick movie and i don't know if that's because you know she has to fit 19 years yeah into five movies basically yeah because it's like there's gonna be a long time before dumbledore actually faces grindelwald there's a lot of time there's a lot of time it's gonna look like um so I, yeah, I guess true. the pacing, the pacing of it was a mm. little bit of an issue for me. Yeah. That and I feel like she's really laying hard on these like twists at the end. Mm. And that kind of annoys me. And I don't know if she's relying <laughs> on that because now she doesn't mm. have this character that kind of comes in at the end 
and explains everything. Right. Like one of her major things that always happened at the end of the Harry Potter books right. is that Dumbledore came in and he would talk to Harry and explain right. everything that right. was going on. Right. And now we don't have a child's perspective anymore. Yeah. We're we're yeah. in adult life. We're in adulthood. You know, there's Jacob no one was was the window into that world. Yeah. In the first movie, Jacob was the window where mm-hmm. he was like almost like the child, but right. now that he's like with Queenie. Right. He doesn't need that window anymore. Yeah, he's kind of used to it now. Yeah, he's used to it. So now right. we're we're just going. Like mm. we're just moving along with mm. the pace of whatever the world is now. Right. So right. I think I th- yeah, I think the twists really bother me and it I don't know. I really like the Dumbledores and the idea mm. that there is like a secret son. Yeah. I think Grindelwald is lying personally. Uh-huh. I think he's lying and manipulating him because uh-huh. again that would mess with the timeline of everything. There's no possible way that Credence could be that age. Right. Just based on when when mm. um Kendra died, mm. there's like no way. Right. That he could be that young mm. compared to Albus. Right. So. Right. But I mean, again, with McGonagall, McGonagall's in the movie mm. as like a young woman. Mm. So, mm. I mean, maybe there are some timeline things going on. But again, yeah, I just like I, the twists at the end are kind of I find them kind of cheap. Yeah. A little bit. Story writing. I find it cheap. So me. Yeah. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from with that. I I I didn't. I mean, I didn't mind at all. Like I was, I was actually kind of like, whoa! I did not see that coming. <laughs> I know you oh love that. Gosh. You know, and I I was blown away. Like I was like, wow, there's another Dumbledore. Awesome. The more the merrier, because they <laughs> they're so powerful. So <laughs> fight, fight, fight. <laughs> but I and I love the fact that he like totally destroyed that's the side of the mountain <laughs> that's cool you know i i that i think that maybe that's the case he's he's a dumbledore you know um or, or maybe I, I don't know i don't know like i i i just have a feeling like there is there is you know a twist to the whole thing i think it's gonna make sense i really think she's gonna make it all make sense element of just people being patient with the story um just from what I've seen so far, like I've just found it impressive. I was like, "Wow, this is great," and and I think and I think it really, it really is setting things up for something that is going to be pretty epic. At least that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of questions answered, and I believe that they will. I believe that they will. And I think that people will be back. They'll be back for the next movie because there are so many questions. And I think it, like, like here's my thing. Complaining about something that's missing in a movie does not mean you're not going to watch the next one. You know mm. what I mean? It might mm-hmm. actually mean you won't need to watch the next one. So, so maybe she's being smart. Maybe she is being smart and saying, hey, I want to create another storyline that you're really interested in, but this time I'm using a different tactic to to keep you interested. And I think that's okay for a writer or a screenwriter to do that, to say, hey, let's let's put these these, these hangers that cause people to ask questions. Um, I'm actually enjoying the McGonagall one, 
and I'm I'm I love how you know part of the world is freaking out about it because <laughs> I'm like yes freak out about it because next time you're gonna watch it again just so that you get the answers and you're not gonna get those answers <laughs> and you're gonna have to watch the next one and and I think there's something just cool I think she's doing a, she's doing what she does best which is create uh stories that uh, that bring up a lot of questions and she's just not answering them in the timing that people mm. expected those answers to come so i i would say to part of the world like i'm i'm more of a i'm a i'm a i'm more of a pop pop watcher like so i'm, I'm more of like hey was this a deliverable uh product was this something that when i watched it was i convinced with the acting was i did i look at the, the, the CGI, all these crazy things. And was I like, wow, this is really awesome. I'm convinced this world is real. I'm I'm overwhelmed. I, I'm loving it. I would say, absolutely, I was. But at the same time, I'm, I'm very um, curious what people who are real deep fans, um, you know, Potter fans, like who, who have these, these, you know, theories and ideas and also have read the book and understand the book inside out how they respond and I'm really finding it intriguing how J.K. Rowling is going to play everything out. Yeah, and I think one of the other things is because I'm I'm a pretty big Harry Potter fan. I always have been. Yes. So <laughs> I think that there's also that point when like as a fan you almost get like protective of it. And possessive. Almost. And like possessive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possessive. You get like possessive of right. it and you're like, this is my like this is this I know <laughs> my, this. My this precious. is my <laughs> But for real, like, I think that that happens where it's just like you saw it happen in Star Wars, too. Like a lot of people don't love these origin stories that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like they Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't like the story of Han Solo. Right. They didn't like it because they were like, what the heck? Like, what's happening right now? You know? And, um, you know, they didn't really like Rogue One that much. And it's like (laughs) they're just like they're like, they're messing with the canon. They're messing with the canon. And it's like for you and like you were more casual Star Wars people like we like Star Wars but we're more casual about it so it's like uh, I get where you're coming from Shalom because like I can relate with Star Wars where I'm like I like the new Star Wars movies like I think they're cool and right. everyone's like it's ruining the canon and I'm like <laughs> and now it's like with Harry Potter I'm like no McGonagall is not alive so I just like get furious but but yeah I think it's also like hey guess what guys like we're not the creator right we're not the creator. Like right. we, we are. We're privy. To, like we are not privy to their world. Like you know, like they. She, can, she invited us yeah, into her world. She invited us there. Mm, like she invited true. us there, and we consumed it, and we got possessive of it. Mm, and I think mm. that that's just something to remember. Is like mm. you know they can create whatever they want. Like that's mm. what creators do. They create what mm. they want. Yeah, I do what I want. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I mean. Like it's that's so true. That's so true. Um, do you want do you want to touch a little bit more on like what we liked? Yeah. Um, and starting like, with our favorite creature, right? Starting with our favorite creatures. I'm really excited for this one. <laughs> you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, I loved the baby nifflers. Yeah. <laughs> when the one baby nibbler was on. <laughs> <laughs> the cork <laughs> laughing <laughs> it was so funny on the champagne and it pulls it off and it goes flying across the room i was like i thought that the niffler couldn't get any cuter and then i saw it on a cork 
and it was cuter. <laughs> you know what? In my mind, I was like, I was like, my initial thought was, okay, guys, be original. We've seen this slow motion thing. Then I was like, but it looks so cute. And it's like, face. <laughs> when it was slow motion. And then the funny part was then it landed. And then it was like <laughs> taking the little gold off into its little pocket. Oh, man. They're oh, so cute. Yeah, um, But of the new, of the new, and I think Niffler will always be my favorite. But always. of the new ones. Mm-hmm. I loved the Kelpie. Like, I loved it. I loved it when you yeah, just, like, cool. when he just dove into the water that he's, like, riding this, like, wild, yeah. like, horse around. I was it's like, that so was so cool. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, it's just so mesmerizing. Like, the, the the suitcase and even his house. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. Like, when he flew out, like, not flew out, but when 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 the, the, the Kelpie jumped out of the, the water, water with right? him, and I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. That's his oh, life. That's just beautiful. That's his life, you know. And he gets like, he lives it, and he's not like suspicious of these animals. He loves the animals. Mm-hmm. He cares for them, and he's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. Great guy, you know. Um, I loved the the Zou. Zou. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It looks like a Chinese dragon. Yeah. You know, and actually they say it's it's in in the story folklore. It's from China, um, and. It's just so cool. I love I love the big eyes. I love how it responds when they did that little toy. <laughs> little toy. And then they throw they throw it into the suitcase and just, and the Zoe <laughs> just follows. I love that. I was like, oh cool. And my favorite part was when it, it grabs Newt and it's armpit. It's like kind of like almost like, you know, when, when bros are like are like, like oh. <laughs> that, that's kinda of how I, I I pictured it, you know. Um they did they did a great job with that one. I was like, that's cool. And the graphics around it was so mm. cool. The graphics with the CGI on this in this movie was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Can we talk about Nagini a little bit? Oh and my just, gosh. Like the first time she transformed into a snake. Like, that was so the good. most clever CGI I've ever seen. Like the most clever. Like she didn't the most clever. I was just so impressed with the fact that she didn't just like fall down and become a snake. Like she literally like went like backwards into her. Like that was just the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like that was just amazing. It was so good. It was so good. I I would love to see the behind the scenes on that. Yeah. Yeah, me that too. was cool. That was cool. What about like your favorite scene? What what would you say was your favorite scene there? I just loved with I think his name's Abernathy. Mm. He how he like basically like betrayed Makusa and mm-hmm. he ended up working with Grindelwald during that yeah. whole escape scene. Like mm-hmm. that was that just was intense. That was so intense that and so intense. crazy. And I've just always been a fan of the Thestrals. Mm-hmm. I I really like them ever since Harry saw them mm-hmm. for the first time and Luna like yeah. explains them. Yeah. I've just always really loved them. I've loved the idea of them being like scary looking but they're actually mm. very nice yeah i've always liked that yeah so i i just love that the thestrals are like flying and he's yeah. like flying this like carriage yeah. and like oh man i just thought that that was such a great yeah. scene great scene and i just i thought it was so i think there were two very significant things that happened there yeah um one was that the president said that they had to like get rid of his tongue they had to get rid of Grindelwald's mm-hmm. tongue. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just shows you, like, the power of his words. 
Yes. And how like enchanting speaking. he can be. Yeah. How he can yeah. really like convince people of yeah. things. And I mean he clearly did because he got yeah. Abernathy to switch switch with him. Switch bodies with him so that yeah. he could escape. Yeah. Um yeah. and then the second thing is he had that little lizard. Yeah. And <laughs> he says he says like oh you're too needy and he just like he kills it yeah. like he throws it out the window and i mm. i think that that's going to be significant too mm. um jk rowling loves her like parallels she loves stuff like that so i do think that that's some like foreshadowing i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if maybe like credence starts mm. to get needy and he tries to like throw yeah. him away yeah. or if like yeah. or maybe queenie starts to get needy someone someone close to him is gonna start to get needy and, and he's, he's gonna, gonna just he's gonna ditch them he's just gonna ditch him he's just yeah. gonna ditch him and it's yeah. gonna be such a betrayal to them yeah but he like won't even care yeah yeah i i can see that i can definitely see that i, I that that whole scene I, I mean i love the when they are taking him to the carriage and he's like floating oh. and his hands are, are like almost kind of like tied behind his yeah. back. I was like the coolest, but yet the creepiest thing I've ever seen. It was so creepy. I was like, this is, I was like, this is something wrong with this. I don't know why it's making my skin crawl, but I was like, that's kind of cool. It's kind of, yeah, you know? And so it, it's, it's, um, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I I definitely, um, I definitely love that. Um, I love the, you know, for me CGI is is something that you know makes me happy, and I felt like I was like cool. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. All right, so themes, which is really our favorite part in any of these podcasts, is when we discuss you know deeper meaning so courtney what would you say are the themes that you picked up on in crimes of grindelwald so i think the biggest theme that i pulled from this movie was the idea of oppression Mm. and what oppression does and how it pushes people right i think that dumbledore really hits on this Mm -hmm. when he's talking to the minister of magic when the minister is like hey like i need you i need you to fight and he's like no but like i'll tell you this one thing Mm. well dumbledore says no and then he's like i'll tell you this one thing though right like when you use like violence and oppression like you're doing like you're pushing people directly into his hands like right by being oppressive you push people to these extremes well they will join movements and they will start doing things that they wouldn't necessarily do right because they feel like there's no other option Mm. and i think i think for me like the biggest there there are lots of characters i think that are showing this right um showing what this looks like in their life but Mm. i think for me the biggest one and the one i sympathize the most with is probably queenie You know, she loves Jacob. She loves yeah, him. And yeah. their government doesn't allow for non-magic and magic folk mm, to mm. marry. Like, that's illegal right, for right, them. Right. And I, I don't know. I just sympathize that. And maybe it's because we have an interracial marriage. And, yeah. like, interracial marriage has only been legal for, like, mm. 50-something years in the U.S. Right. So it's, like, I think that I kind of feel that. I kind of feel that weight mm. of, like... That's not that long ago. It was only in, I think it was like 67. Yeah. Yeah. 1967 Mm. (laughs) was when it was legalized in the U.S. And it's like, 
you know, you think about it and it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy now mm. to think like, oh, there was a time when that wasn't allowed. There was a time when Shalom and I wouldn't have been able to be married. Mm. And you know what? Like I get, like, I get it. I get why Queenie put Jacob under the love, the love spell in the beginning. And she right. took him to Paris and right. she's like, they're more progressive here. Like we can do this here. And it's like, mm. yeah, but like our normal life is back in the U S mm. so yeah, we get married here, but then what? Like, you're still going to get oh punished. Gosh, yeah. And it's like, you know, I just, it pushes her right into Grindelwald. It pushes her right, right into his it hands. Does. And and I think he's really two-faced. I think that he sits here and he promises people, like, he promise them, promises them whatever they want to hear. Yeah. He, so he promises her, like, mm. wouldn't it be great to be able to just, like, to do whatever you want, love, love whoever you want to love? Mm. Like, wouldn't that be great? And Queenie's mm. like, yeah, that would be amazing because that's a circumstance that she's in. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that's not really what he wants. Mm -hmm. Like, he talks a lot about, like, he talks a lot about being pure blood and all of that. Like, yeah. he cares about that as, as something. Like, he clearly wants wizarding dominance over muggles yeah he does but he doesn't he explains in a way that's like but it will bring peace mm. and i just think it's one of those things where it's like i think people can be really misguided by the circumstance mm. into places where they didn't mean to be so like right. i think ordinary people like i, I think about that a lot like mm. when you look at like very horrific things that happened yeah it happens from ordinary people mm. like we were just watching uh doctor who yeah and they were talking about when um when pakistan india, yeah. Yeah, india and pakistan mm. where the border mm. was made and they the story revolved around she was an indian woman right and he would he was um Muslim. They wanted to get married and mm. they had grown up together and right. and one of the lines that one of the people said was these are just ordinary people mm. doing these riots. Like mm -hmm. we've all lived together and right. suddenly like the you know, the English have decided that we should be separated mm. and that is turning us against each other. Right. But it's ordinary people mm -hmm. doing the attacking mm -hmm. and i just think that like yeah sometimes you get separated on ideals or based on what's happening mm. in your life and it turns ordinary people against each other sometimes i think that we feel like only like monsters mm. can do atrocities but it's like no like actually ordinary people mm. are capable of doing some horrific right. things when pressured when yeah when pressured when pressured when when mm. there's oppression i think mm. that's the thing when there's oppression right it pushes people to do things like that yeah so yeah i, I think that yeah. was my thing like i really sympathize with queenie Mm. I really, I, I feel for her. I feel for her. And I know she's going to regret it. Like, I just know it. Like, I know mm -hmm. she's going to regret it. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think the same of Credence. Mm -hmm. I think he has been oppressed. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. his his stepmom had beat him and all of that. He's been oppressed his whole life. That's how he has this obscurial thing <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that Grindelwald is offering him love. Yes. Yes, an identity. An identity. Like mm. he's he's offering him these things and because he was oppressed, he's getting he's basically being led into the arms of Grindelwald and yes. I think he's going to do some things that he regrets. Yes. Yes. Because 
but again because of oppression i think mm. I, and so i think that that was a big theme that i saw yes. yeah yeah that's huge that's huge and 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 like i you know being from africa like i've seen that a few times or um seen that in our country in zimbabwe uh where when there have been beatings a lot of times you hear that hey it was my my neighbor who did this it was you know the the kids from across mm. across the neighborhood who came and and beat my family and mm. did this you know and so i didn't really experience that um fortunately but you know hearing the stories and interacting with victims you hear a lot of like hey like it was it was like someone from from like the neighborhood it wasn't mm. it wasn't even like someone from like another you know town or city mm. it was um a lot of times you know the oppressors or rather the the leaders would use you know people who are who are like in tight spots mm-hmm. and, and promise them you know what they want what they feel yeah. they need um and then people would, would do anything to get what they need you know and so um i i felt like I felt like there was just so much, um, so much of, um, you know, that theme in in the movie, um, in terms of from what from what Dumbledore said to seeing kind of like the violence that mm-hmm. the government and the min- the ministry was was capable of. I like from the 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 chase with the familiars in the library you know slash into the into the graveyard yeah, in Paris. um in Paris and and you see the the brutality that the ministry is capable of and i think um it does they pay for it they pay yeah. for it at the end it you know grindelwald has the perfect opportunity to create a narrative mm-hmm. um of oppression of violence yeah. which is not actually like that false they the ministry had and this aggression about them and um they paid for it you know and I, th- I think in the next movie you're gonna see a lot of a lot of like people in the magic community community siding with grindelwald yeah uh, because uh the ministry uh took on this approach that was more aggressive shoot mm. first ask later kind of yeah. vibe and 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 they were warned but they didn't listen so it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out in the next movie. Yeah, I like I liked how you hit on that one part at the very end when they're in the graveyard meeting and there's that that huge hall. Yeah. Um, you know the oars. He invites the oars in. Yeah. And the one woman raises her wand, but she doesn't do anything. But the oar kills her, and it's like yeah. Grindelwald's then like, "Go tell everybody what you saw." Like yeah. oars, like killing ordinary mm. people, and like. I just like when you think about that today, like ors are basically like the police and yeah, like yeah. they just killed this woman. Yeah. You know, they just killed an ordinary woman. These are mm. skilled fighters, mm. skilled skilled wizards. Right. And like who knows what this woman's skill level was. Right. And yeah, she was like, you know, kind of stirred right. up by the right. rally and she pointed her wand first, but like at the end of the day, like you can't just kill normal people. Like you can't, like what you said, you can't shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. That's, that's not okay. And that's part of Mm. an oppressive, violent government. Mm. So Mm. I think Grindelwald was right in that. It's like they're, they are being oppressive, but Mm -hmm. oppressive in ways that, that he would be oppressive too, but Mm -hmm. like kind of different. Like he Mm -hmm. would be oppressive to muggles. Yes. So yes. like it would just yes. be different. Yes. And even his approach of how he spoke about 
muggles where he was like he's like they're not lesser just other right so he's still <laughs> creating an us and them narrative mm-hmm. but he gives mm-hmm. it a positive spin but it's like the second that you dehumanize people mm. in mm. any way right like you like you're creating an other you're creating another group yeah. that they can hate yeah and it's clearly clearly wizards are stronger than muggles like right. they're going like they're going like, I don't think human, like a normal person could win mm-hmm. in a fight against a wizard. So yeah. it's like them being in hiding is probably the best bet for everybody. Right. 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 And, and, and I think, um, yeah, he definitely takes, takes advantage of, of the situation. Um, but he does speak a lot of truth, you know, and they played into it. And I think, I think sometimes, sometimes it does, you know, you you almost need to empathize sometimes with you know with the people who revolt mm. um so that you actually understand what maybe you're doing wrong um to cause and to create opportunities mm-hmm. for that sort of revolt and i think that's something that that i think about all the time for like around the world where i see situations where there's oppression and sometimes people speak out and people act out and people do things um where it's like hey like yeah we do not condone violence we do not condone you know actions of abuse and stuff like that at the same time i believe that some of those acts are symptoms of a much larger much greater issue that needs to be addressed on Mm -hmm. a higher level and a lot of times it won't even be on a police level it won't be on a you know local level but a lot of it is really on a policy um level um Mm. and so people need to to, to think about some of those things and say, hey, like, how can we make life uh, better for and, and, and make the world a better home for each person so that they feel like they have a place? Because when people don't feel like they have a place, either they shrink or they say, hey, hey like, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a place for myself. I'm going to fight for my own place, <laughs> you know. And so that 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 tension is is does result to some things that we definitely don't condone but at the same time it does mean that we need to actually pay attention and actually have the conversations and make the changes that are necessary that we don't even have to get to that place you know we don't condone violence we don't condone um abuse or or war at the same time I think that it is important to trace back to to the much deeper issue to say, hey, this happened. Uh, someone revolted. Someone, you know, like Grindelwald, you know, created this revolt. And I think in the next movie, it's going to be very like almost like a mm. war mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Why? Why did this happen? And I think Dumbledore, you know, he just like pinned, he went like you guys are like. You guys are bullies. He basically he's saying that he's like mm-hmm. you guys are bullies, mm. and and y- y- if you keep doing that, it's gonna create this situation, which at the same time Dumbledore is in a weird situation where he's looking at the ministry and saying you guys are jerks, and at the same time it's like he's like oh but I need to stop this guy, mm-hmm. and so you know situations like that don't have to be it has it doesn't have to be like that. I think a lot of times when we look at the world today and I, you know, living in the United States and I was having a conversation with a friend uh, as as we were driving home and we're talking about police and, and we're talking about how there's so many 
good policemen there's so many good policemen mm. there are also a lot of stories of black men who get shot in their car and they're not armed and and we, we were just talking about that and we talked a lot about hey like they this could be fixed and but a lot of times these issues get blocked on a policy level like you know senate and different people who don't want to have some of those conversations will block the conversations because sometimes i don't know like they there's you know I, I don't I can't really speak into that because I don't really know that world, but a lot of times the conversations don't happen to fix um or to change policies that sometimes may lead to some of these situations that happen on the street. So when when situations like Baltimore um take place where people revolt and people get on the streets and people uh speak out, uh people then go like, Hey, these guys are freaking out. Oh my gosh, this is weird. But it's like, hey, but it, it just people didn't just wake up one morning and say hey we want to revolt mm. there were a lot of you know things that were happening and if you listen uh to different watch the news and you read about baltimore you realize there were uh, many other issues that took place before um the issue that actually sparked the the mm-hmm. the, the, the protests and so it is so important that we think about um hey someone revolted someone did something stupid um in 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 response to 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 oppression like first yes we need to hold that person accountable if they were violent if they were like Mm -hmm. they were not peaceful they were breaking stuff or whatever let's talk about that let's let's hold them accountable but let's also hold ourselves accountable uh for maybe the long-term actions that we have uh done uh to lead to that Mm -hmm. um and i think that's important yeah i agree okay so my theme is understanding i i think newt just blows me away he just blows me away and um the line that i think you know captures who newt is is when leader lestrange says you haven't met a monster that you couldn't love and i was like bam there it is there it is because he has this amazing way of Seeing a monster like the Zozo freaked me out the first time. He was like, Wah! freaking out. And and he managed to bring out its vulnerability. He managed to be like to play with it and, and to to make the Zoe like like almost like love him. And and I was just like, wow, like he just wanted to understand monsters and to understand or what people called monsters. To him, it it wasn't even a monster. He he, he was like this is a, a creature it's 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 got a personality it's got wants and desires and i think that's something that you see that newt had in in just like in like spades it's so awesome but you see the same thing with grindelwald as well he understood people but for the sake mm-hmm. of manipulating people mm-hmm. so he knew how to say hey let's talk like he's the kind of guy who was like let's talk you've got issues you've got problems mm-hmm. and i know how to fix them but then his solution is like to use you and mm-hmm. possibly throw you on the side later and so you see a lot of that in terms of you know if you're someone who understands people you actually have the power to 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 love people and and to to empower people to be themselves and to find a place in society just understanding people is not enough it's about also having good intentions with that and saying hey i understand humanity i understand people i understand their wants and their desires but i don't use that for my own gain i use that to help them to find fulfillment in their life rather than for me to find fulfillment in 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 my life so 
I, I thought that was really great. Mm. Kind of like coming out of that as well. Um, we influence is, is a big is a big theme. Uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald again. Um, Dumbledore knew how to influence people. He, you know, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. so funny how Newt and Dumbledore had this relationship where Dumbledore knew how to get Newt to do whatever he wanted. Um, you know, like I love how Newt is like, oh, you knew that I would like find the Thunderbird and want to take it home and then end up in New York. So Dumbledore played like he planned this. It's it's impressive. It's impressive. It's kind of like Sherlock Holmes levels, you know? And 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 it's like, wow, this guy is so smart. He knows people. But I feel like Dumbledore, he doesn't use it um just for his own sake. He had this mission which was to save mankind. But uh Grindelwald, he actually wanted people to do bad things and evil things. And and you see that with Abernathy and how he 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 turned bad and mm-hmm. and you see that through the the one uh girl um I, I i remember what her name is but she was kind of Grindelwald's henchwoman and and she said something like i'm deeply committed and it's like wow like that's you know that's like that's that's really like radical he knew how to radicalize people and cause them to do bad things so you you do like see that theme of hey, you know, what are you doing with the influence that you have in your life? Um, you know, if you have like even one or two people that you can influence, people that you can you can kind of like, when you say something, they kind of go like, yeah, let's do it. Are you using that to help people to make the right choices and do good and, and, and have an impact? Because Newt did amazing things. The movies would not be what they are if Dumbledore had not pointed Newt in the right mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. And so there is that element. And you see that, I mean, you know Dumbledore you know he he also like you know Harry Potter is you know like if you watch Harry Potter he's the same way like he guided Harry Potter um to be the legend that he is and so that is something that we can definitely take away from that and kind of be like hey like influence is a powerful thing use it well yeah I definitely I definitely see the influence part in there too and I just think um I think the interesting thing about Dumbledore, and I mean, this goes back to kind of what I was talking about earlier with like the canon knowledge of yeah. of knowing where, of knowing Dumbledore's story. And I do wonder if we're going to get more of those flashbacks mm. um, to when Dumbledore was younger and what, yeah. what that beginning relationship with Grindelwald looks like, if they're going to explore right. that more. Um, they kind of touch on it a little bit. They with, do touch on it a little bit. But I think like yeah. maybe we'll see like a little bit more of that with with Ariana. Mm, so mm. I, I am interested um, to just see where that is. But yeah, I think they're both influential people. And I think I right. think that Dumbledore like just realized like influence yeah. and power like mm. they can be dangerous. And I think in his right. youth, he he kind of was caught up in it and mm. he he knew that he was. You know, just he mm. knew he could get away with what he wanted to do. And I think mm. he, he did a lot of things that he regretted. I I do right. think that influence is something that you just have to watch out for and, and power. Yeah. Like, I think it's enticing. I think it's right. I think you feel so important if you have influence over people. Yeah. But yeah. It, again, like, what are you using it for? Like, you right. need to constantly be looking at your intentions. Right. And reevaluating what you're doing. Right. Right, yeah, because it's really powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful. Um, so I've 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 a thought. 
I've thought. So here's hear this from someone who's not from Potter World, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about about Ariana, um, and you said Ariana might have been a um, obscure, you know, obscurus, right? Mm-hmm. And um, do they have any like? Is there any like writing on like a burial or of her body? Or, or something like that? Is there any, like, record of that? Or do they just say died. she died? They just say um, she died. Because what if, what if, like, I'm thinking of the scene where, um, you know, kind of big plot, uh, a plot hole that, or at least I thought it was a plot hole, then you explained it to me, um, of how uh, Credence survived. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just a wisp thing, right? Yeah. That just flew away. And so I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm about to drop something here. Like, this is a, you know... Um, fan theory but like from an inexperienced Potter person right and so what if what if Ariana survived and then what if Ariana had a child and Credence is Ariana's child oh like she like lived and Credence is her kid and Credence is her child wow but why would she not like go back to her brother's Unless she was just like afraid of them, but they like, were fighting. They new. were just fighting. Like I mean, they literally just had a three-way fight, um, in which she was caught in the middle of. So just a fan theory, you know? Yeah. Who knows? I did read a theory that because she was an obscurial, that she like somehow survived in like obscurial form. Yeah, and then the obscurial like caught on to credence. Right. Right. Was the other theory? Mm-hmm. I'm also yeah. interested. I'm also interested. I want. I would like to hear the prophecy again about the three siblings. Right. I would like to hear that again because I I am interested. Right. That that's the hardest part. Is like when it's a book, like right. you can sit there and you can read. You right. can read it a few times and kind of process it. But when it's a movie, they yeah. only said it like once in the right. or they said it twice. I think in the right. movie. Right. And it, it just like goes by so fast. It's like you don't have enough time to process it. it. Yeah. So it's like I, I feel like I, I really would like to see the movie again and yeah. kind of like process it yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, right. But I did like it. I thought it was really good. It was good. It was good. It was fun to watch, engaging. And I was like, what? At the end. Like, and I don't, I don't usually do that. Like I, you know, like sometimes like some endings, I'm just like, okay, that was stupid. You know, but I really loved the ending. I love when they're like, you know, Dumbledore. Like, and there was a kid in front of us who was like, <laughs> Yeah, he was really into the movie. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah. You know, but like, and then he, he like strikes the mountain. I was like, fight, 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 fight. So I'm, I'm excited. Love I love fights. You know, so I'm, I'm excited to see what comes up. I think it's going to be really good. So, please, you know, just uh, bear with me with my little theory. Um, just, uh, you know, just spitballing, you know, throwing <laughs> some stuff out there, you know. Awesome. So, are we going to wind up? Yes, we are. We are going to wind up. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your feedback. Uh, please check out our story on Happy Hipsters on Instagram. Uh, we are going to be putting up our two-sentence summary Please vote for me. I I I just wanna win. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm very competitive and I really You're very to desperate right now. Yeah, I'm we'll keep a tally <laughs> on our wall of how many times each one of us wins. Yes. 
Yes. And then, so we need your votes. We need yeah, your votes. Yeah, because the loser that week has to do dishes and laundry. So dishes and laundry. Shalom should be doing it, not me, for the week. For the week. Yeah. Wow. That's how it works. That, that's so vote lot. for me. <laughs> I I just need to win. I can do dishes and laundry. It's fine, but I just need to win. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, please join us uh, next week. Courtney, do you want to give us like a little rundown of what we've I, done before and what's coming up? I do. I do. Yeah. So last week we talked about my favorite movie of all time, Jurassic Park. Yay. So if you missed that, I get very passionate about the movie. So you're yes. going to want to hear it because yes. it's hilarious. <laughs> next <Listen> week, <laughs> next week we're going to go to the movie theaters again to see Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yay. I am very excited. About yeah, that. we've been loving the previews. Oh my gosh, so the awesome. previews are so funny. Mm. And coming up, mm-hmm. we are going to be doing... Our first ever mini, what are we calling? Mini series. Mini series. Almost, like a series. Yeah. By mini series, I mean it's five months long. <laughs> it, it's a series. Not, it's a whole season. Not all of, not all of our mini series that we are planning are going to be five months long, but this yeah. one just countdown to infinity. Yay! And it is. We are going to go in order of all the Marvel movies. And it's going to end at Avengers 4, which is the unnamed movie. I've just been calling it Infinity War 2. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know if that's what it's actually going to be called. So every week we will be doing a Marvel movie to get hype. So hopefully you're a Marvel fan too. And you will enjoy yeah. going through this series yeah. with us. We're it's very excited. So it's going to be so much fun. We're going to dive into the world and pull it apart and talk about everything we like, everything we don't like, which is not too much. Not too much because Marvel is awesome, unlike some people that we know. DC. DC, Justice League. <laughs> Justice League. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we're gonna, it's going to be so much fun. So please join us for this. It's going to be incredible. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us on our almost nerdy journey. We are going to catch you next week. See you Thursday. Game over.